Hey folks, welcome to episode 209 of the FLW Podcast in Benton, Kentucky. I'm Jody White, joined, as always, from Hopkins, Minnesota, Hopkins, Minnesota, by Kyle Wood. Yes, sir. I gotta say, uh, normally when we do these intros, it's pretty much just like one take and get rolling. Uh, you're riding the struggle bus a little bit today, and maybe it's because we're doing this on a Monday. It is a little weird to be doing it on a Monday, uh, but it's a holiday week, um, so we got that going for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I really don't have a a great solution on that one. But you know, <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're doing. It's a weird show this week because usually when you and I do like shows that don't include an interview, where it's going to be just us, usually it's mm-hmm. like fantasy fishing focused, or we kind of are pinching it together around a tournament. Now it's a show with just us where we're just going to talk about basically nothing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so sit down and enjoy the ride, folks. Yeah, I mean, I figure people don't listen to this. If if you listen to this and don't like listening to us talk, then you don't listen to it. You know what I mean? So I think we can probably provide a fair amount of what people expect. If they do want interviews, though, we've got two good ones, and they're also oh, yeah. up on the feed, uh, or they will be at the time you're listening to this. Uh, For sure. Because I'm going to... I'm basically separating it out. I want a, I want a abundance of Thanksgiving content. I always find that when I'm listening to podcasts, as I'm wont to do, I run out of them as Thanksgiving and the end of Thanksgiving approaches. I'm hoping to do we, you and I, can do our part to make the Thanksgiving podcast podcast landscape a better place. Sure. Yeah, I'm all about that. Uh, I know you are, as always, very considerate. Of folks. <laughs> oh, yes. So, anyway, we've got two other interviews. You can listen to them, which means that we can pretty much just dive into our first topic, which, uh, Kyle, I believe it's FLW Live, correct? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, If you like FLW Live, you get more of it in 2019. Yeah, and you get, I mean, we kind of need to break down the difference between FLW Live and FLW Live. Um, yeah, you know, that's a good point. That's a <laughs> because good point. Because you're going to get uh, an extra, on tour, you're going to get an extra two hours uh, per day um, on the uh, tour of, you know, your FLW Live watching guys fish action. Yep. Uh, and you'll get that at the Cup, too, I believe. Um, but anyhow, so you get that, which is great. Um, Definitely personally would love to have seen us start doing it on day two but you know we'll do that maybe next year i hope yeah baby steps i suppose uh yeah but anyhow so you get that you get more live um fewer mysteries come way in uh but really the big story is that i guess we've get, we're going to do live at some championships like actual on the water live and then we're going to do a lot more weigh-ins yeah we're going to do more a lot more FLW Live with some more FLW Live. Yes. <laughs> uh, basically, that's what it's going to be. So, yeah, like if you want to watch a weigh-in of basically any FLW tournament, you're going to be able to watch that weigh-in when it's happening. Um, or at least that's the plan. Mm-hmm. I will say, I'm not saying it's not going to 
I'm not gonna say I'm not saying it's gonna go poorly, but I would say do not expect to have the same level of reliability that you have at Acosta at the TH Marine BFL level, and vice versa. I think that we have made some good strides on that, and that we're gonna be pretty good at doing getting it done. But I would say it is not exactly a 100% guarantee, simply because of the sort of logistics and staff involved. Um, yeah, yeah, or like because you know we're doing the high school opens. Yep. those are streamed. College uh, fishing will be streamed. Yeah, so it it's you know like kind of coaster or a tour event. There's a lot of people that are you know basically just waiting for potentially something to not work so yep. they can fix it. With a lot more tournaments, I'm kind of with you. I don't know how smoother to go, and I'm not knocking any of our personnel or any of our technology. I'm just saying that's a lot of streams. We have issues with, you know, coasts from time to time, depending on where we are. Uh, the weather actually plays a factor. Weather is a huge factor. Uh, so, yeah, you know, whatever. But if you're curious about a BFL or a high school open or college fishing, uh, boom, we got you. Yeah, so if you want to watch people weigh in on the Ohio River, then <laughs> you can stop listening to this podcast and go somewhere else because we don't want you. No, uh, we want you. No, nah, we do. We do. Uh, but also, why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, the one th- the the kind of, I would say the biggest news of this is, at least to me, is that one in days one and two of the Coast FLWC Championship and the BFL All-American, uh, and also the national, cha- the College Fishing National Championship, mm-hmm. are going to be, uh, oh, is it the National Championship? Yes, it is. So th- yeah. those are going to be live. Like, you're going to be able to be on the water with the pros and co-anglers and teams and boaters and co-anglers uh, on, you know, days two and three, which is you know, three being the final day of those events. Like, that's going to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Did you mention mention the uh, Costa Championship as well? I believe so. Okay. I, I, I thought you threw it in there, but... Yeah, now that yeah one, that's definitely the coolest part of this whole deal. Yeah. Now, that's is. on Cumberland, and we know the cell service is bad on <clears throat> Cumberland. But right. the National Championship and the All-American are, are, both on, uh, are both on the Potomac next year. And the service is good there. So yes. very, very good chance you're going to get, you know, multiple, multiple solid streams of dudes fishing and commentary and all that jazz. And that'll be fun. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's the FLW Live News. Bingo. Uh, Kyle, do you have any other topics? Um, I was hoping you might have thought of some se- some secret topics here. N- no, no, I really haven't. Uh, this is just kind of like... Uh, this is that time of year when we're starting to kind of look ahead to 2019, kind of get stuff figured out. We're also still coming out with some of the dopest content uh, we can for There is uh, some the pretty dope content. Yeah. So, um, no, it's actually been kind of, uh, kind of tame. You know, like we're also, we're dipping in and out of the office, um, you know, kind of getting to hit the recharge button a little bit. Uh, oh, I would also say this would be a really good time if you're listening and you're like, oh, you idiots, you should talk about this. Hit us up, podcast at flwfishing.com. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, always a good time to do that. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I have two. I have two topics I want to put on the table here, and I want us to do these. One is I want to do a Thanksgiving food draft, and uh, also I want to talk about our favorite moments of the 2018 season. Um, Man, I gotta remember 2018. Well, I know, and that's gonna it's be a lot tough. That went down. Uh, which one do you want to do first? Uh, maybe we do. Maybe do the favorite moments of 2018 because then I feel like we could get derailed on Thanksgiving stuff. I definitely anticipate that happening. Yeah. Um, keep in mind there'll be some actual fishing talk uh, and possibly some duck talk after the Thanksgiving stuff. So one of my favorite moments of the 2018 season was that dog that we met at Cumberland at Conley Bottom. And <laughs> it was a really good dog, uh, but it didn't like jerky. And if you want to check out my Instagram story in the Critters highlight section, you can see that dog. <laughs> um, that was one of the highlights of the season for me. Uh, also, there was a rainbow at takeoff of day one of the Costa on Champlain. That was a highlight for me. Um, hmm. It was a nice rainbow. Well, I took I mean, some good I figured, pictures. I, saw I figured Rue. there'd be a dog in there for sure. Well, Rue was there too at the rainbow, so yeah, you know, yeah, win, okay. win, win. There it is. Um, Ron Nelson winning with all smallmouth was a highlight for me. That was mm-hmm. pretty electric. Of course, that was also at Champlain. Um, I got to, you know, I had a really good time watching Andy Morgan fish on day uh, day three of the Costa at Barkley. Just such a chill dude to watch fish. He dragged around for a while, didn't catch anything. Went and flipped some oh, yeah. docks. Got to watch him flip docks. That's a joy. Then he went, dragged around a little while more, caught a four pounder. I'm like, all right, I like this. <laughs> you have any highlights? I'm gonna keep thinking of some more here, but uh, I mean, honestly, uh, yeah, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it, but I gotta say, I guess a watching Lambert uh, win so triumphantly. Uh, on Kentucky Lake was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, I thought when he won a couple years ago on Kentucky Lake that I was like, that's pretty crazy because the dude was calling out five pounders. And dude, I'm I like, got to go buy no pizza. There's no way I'm going to see one. that. That was yeah, exciting. I know. You bought a pizza. He pretty much just like called it a day. Uh, I really thought I would never see a, a Tim Horton event play out in real life, and I did, so that was pretty wild. Uh, just St. Clair in general, I think, was pretty crazy because so many hogs, smallmouths. Oh, so and like, many hogs. In the scope of things, like I watched Chad Grigsby catch smallmouths, but I didn't really see, like, the first two days, I didn't really see a lot of smallmouths get caught. I saw some other stuff get caught. But then it was like to get back to the dock and be like, oh, my God, look, that guy's got 20 pounds. Oh, that guy's got 21 pounds. Oh, that guy's got 22 pounds. Oh, Sheldon Collings has three. Oh, sorry, Sheldon. That was me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was pretty uh, that was pretty wild seeing uh, all them big old smallmouths get weighed yeah. in. No, Saint Clair. That's a good point. Saint Clair was a good highlight to be sure. Um, I feel like, um, oh, you know, at Cumberland on day three, I think it was Thrift was catching them like hand over fist in the afternoon. And I was watching, like, just the stream of that. This was after FLW Live had gone off the air, but they still had the stream going, like Jesse had sent it to me. Yep. Uh, that was pretty lit. Like, it was just, like, big smallmouth after big smallmouth after big smallmouth. <laughs> and he, you could tell he was like, I don't 
even know what to do with this. <laughs> the fishing was so much better than he thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty epic. Really, that whole Cumberland tournament was great. Like, the fishing was good. Uh, there were guys doing interesting things. Had a lot of spinnerbait action. I like that derby. I would say, uh, what else did I like? Um... Were you watch? Were you on Gussie at the at um, at the Harris Chain? Oh yeah, I bet I was. that was fun. Yeah, watching Gussie was cool. See, I can't even remember. I had to right now. I just pulled up the tour schedule. Not that I didn't say anything cool at Costa. I can't even remember what Costas I covered this year. I know you covered the Thousand Islands, right? Oh, yep. Because that you stole one was it. kind of lackluster. Because uh, I didn't see a whole lot of big smallmouths caught. But it's the Thousand Islands, so it's obviously the coolest. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like it gets – if I had, like – if I really thought about it more, I could probably have some better specifics. But uh, those are definitely probably the St. Clair, just the sheer volume of big smallmouths, and then uh, Lambert dropping it like it's hot on Kentucky Lake was uh, – was pretty cool i missed a tour event this year that's big time like i've never done that before so uh that could be a sort of maybe a low light oh yeah the, that was year. lewis that was lewis smith wasn't it yeah you know in practice actually that's it this is a good one so uh practice for that day one or day two of it i guess i guess it was day one i was out with burge and he was catching spots on that ma- on that mag draft, and like mm-hmm. they were smoking it, and we were both thinking like, "Oh my God, he's going to win the tournament on this thing," <laughs> and he didn't. And it, obviously, something changed. But like for a solid couple hours there, like he was just catching like two and a half and three pound spots like crazy on that thing. It was pretty rad. Um. It, it kind of made the gallery, but kind of didn't, because, like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those practice things, and not everything in those makes the gallery, but right. uh, that was pretty lit. Uh, oh, dude, Lake Lanier. Day one, Bradley Hallman. I can't remember oh. a more electric bag that I, like, when I heard that Bradley Hallman had 23 pounds of spots, because it was 23, wasn't it? I didn't believe it. Yeah, it was big. Like, I literally was like, oh, this is a hilarious joke. And <laughs> then it was true. Like, oh, dang, no. <laughs> He's serious. Okay. <laughs> 23.11 is what he weighed on day one. Oof, duh. Oh, gosh. All right. That's going to be my that, – that's my final highlight, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a good Bradley Holman crushing him. That's a good one. All right, you want to draft food? Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep thinking on this. All right, maybe maybe we could keep revisiting it uh, as well. I mean, the end of the year is almost here, but also there's some time. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. I think we each take six different foods. Uh, you can't retake a food, and we'll let listeners chime in and decide who won. Okay. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. All right, Kyle, you can go first. Just anything. Well, I mean, it should be something you eat at Thanksgiving. So, well, I guess if you eat steak at Thanksgiving, feel free to say it. But okay, you okay. know, I, I mean, well, I think we gotta have some 
limit some realistic limits here? Like, do it. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like I got to come out of the gate straight up with turkey, right? Like, how if you get first pick, how are you not going to take turkey? Well, here's the thing: you could take stuffing. Yeah, I'm actually not a huge stuffing fan. I'm See, not saying I don't eat it, but I'm a big stuffing guy. I love that stuff. I enjoy the tryptophan in turkey, and then it makes napping during football games that are sometimes boring and I don't care about better. I mean, I almost never care about them because usually they include <laughs> the lions. So, like, what am I going to do with that? Right, right. And it's like the lions and the cowboys, and I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> this is yeah, just what yeah. I wanted. Um. Oh, so you're taking stuffing. I'm taking stuffing. If you want to go ahead and take ham and double down on the primary proteins, like, you could do that. Now, I almost went ham straight out the gate because Grandma Wood makes a mean ham. But uh, I am not going to do that. Uh, would, would, like, gravy and mashed potatoes be the same thing, or is that a separate thing? Like, I'm thinking I want some taters. I, I feel I like they taters. could be separate things. Because you can put gravy on other things. Yeah, so. that's the thing. I mean, you put gravy on turkey, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like two in. I got to take another good base. I'm going I'm going mashed potatoes. Okay. I think that's a really good pick. Um, I'm going to also take potatoes. I'm going to take scalloped potatoes. Ooh, scalloped potatoes are tasty. Um, I make a mean scalloped potatoes. Really? Yeah. It involves, like, so much half and half, it's ridiculous. It'll kill you. <laughs> but, man, is it good. How are you, like, 160 pounds? I don't know. <laughs> really good metabolism. All right. <laughs> yeah. Give me, like, five more years, though, and it's going to probably turn south fast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It'll be like, whoa, Jody. <laughs> oh, pump the brakes there, bud. <laughs> um uh, no, scalp's good call. Yeah. Well, I think since I since I have turkey and I have mashed potatoes, now I need to go gravy because now I can put it on both or anything else I add from here out. I think that you have assembled a much more complete team than I have. Uh, I think my team is still going to be delicious, like, but oh, I wouldn't absolutely. want them to play each other, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Do you think it's too early to take a pie? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, there are there times that I get yelled at for trying to eat some sort of pie before dinner even starts? Absolutely. Because, I mean, it's tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a key thing there. Ooh. <laughs> I almost just took whipped cream. <laughs> I just... Hey, man. You, you, you do you. You said we're picking six things, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe we're going to need to pick more. I mean, this is getting good. But I feel like once we get down to, you know, having taken 12 total things, that's going to be sure, sure. pretty far down there. Uh, man, there was another thing I was thinking about, and I was like, ooh, i got to take that. And I've forgotten it. So I'm going to take apple pie. Ooh, ooh, great choice, great choice. Now, at a normal family Thanksgiving, how many different pie offerings will there be? I would uh, say... Uh, probably four to six. Yeah, I feel like four is probably about where we're usually. Because uh, you probably got uh, apple. You've probably got pumpkin. You've yep. probably got uh, like a mince pie, maybe. Um, sure, sure. Then 
sometimes uh, mom will do sometimes it'll be like a banana cream uh, or a chocolate. Yeah, French silk is a is a big one. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, okay, we're, and we're then, on the same page. And, and then uh, also sometimes you might have a multiple fruit pies. I mean, you might have a uh, you know you could have a strawberry rhubarb or something like that, a pear pie. Oh yeah, uh, a yep. little pear yep. pie with like some ginger action. That is a really good pie. We could have had a whole category just on pies. Hey, at Champlain next year, we're going to have a whole category just on pies, and we're going to do it live in our house, and it's going to be great. <laughs> sold. I am sold. <laughs> we're going to call it the Pie Cast, and it's just going to be us eating pie. I love it. Let's get let's get there now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you got the next pick. Uh, okay, so I got turkey. I got mashed potatoes. I got some gravy. I think for my fourth one, I'm going to go green bean casserole. Oh no, kidding! Uh, you know you're yeah. you're really doing playing this like you listened to that Tyler Stewart interview, which you haven't. <laughs> I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> We're right. just great minds that think alike, maybe. Basically, he would have taken ham number one overall, though. Ah, oh, see, I it was borderline, um, but then it's like, it's like, am I with my family for Thanksgiving? Is this like my in laws for Thanksgiving? Because like. There's a ham that's better than other hams, and I'm not going to say it on air because I'm not going to make anyone mad. <laughs> but it depends. I think that at this point, I'm going to take good ham. Oh, yeah. There it is. Uh, I, I feel like... And I was going to say, you need some protein, so yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I, I needed to fill that out there. But I, I feel like kind of... There's a pretty definite floor on ham and turkey. Like, you can have turkey that's too dry you can have ham that's oh, yeah. too dry but like really good ham can be really up there oh for sure for sure i sometimes um and it kind of depends on the year but sometimes i will probably eat more ham than i would turkey and i do love turkey especially like leftover turkey and then you can make a sandwich with it like over See, the I, coming days i after. do love that yeah that's that's usually pretty money Pretty money. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are we on now? Am I on my fifth pick? I think I'm on my fifth pick. I got you are. You've got taters, turkey, gravy, yeah. turkey, and green bean casserole. <sighs> this is going to get... These last two could be tough. I might just have to go with a pie uh, right out the gate, and I'm just going to be boring, plain old, go-to pumpkin pie. I think that's a good choice. Now, um, I should say a good pumpkin pie. My grandma actually, uh, a couple years ago, made it and forgot to put sugar in it. You know, my mom recently did that <laughs> and said it really it's not great. No. And the I, sugar is I remember key. Like, I remember, like, running over, like, grandma moved, cleaned all the stuff off the, the main table, and now it's, like, dessert time. And I'm like, heck, yeah, get out of my way. I'm getting some pumpkin pie. And I cut me a slice put some whipped cream on top and i take a bite and my grandma's looking at me like isn't it delicious and everyone else is kind of like waiting for like oh yeah for me to be like yeah grandma it's totally awesome you cooked you know the best pumpkin pie i've ever had and i got like you know half a bite into it and i was like oh my god this tastes so bad i can't fake this (laughs) (laughs) i can't i spit it back out on the plate and then my grandma was, she felt pretty bad. And then she was like, oh, I forgot. She had the sugar jar was like 
still on the counter, but had gotten moved behind some things. Uh, and then she was like, that's definitely what I forgot. Yeah, and then she just threw it away, and life went on. But uh, despite that, I'll still go pumpkin pie. All right, Kyle, I am stoked because this is a steal. This is like getting Andy Morgan for four bucks. <laughs> um, I'm going to take mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I about mac we and used cheese. to never have mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. It's a thing way more in the South than it is in New England, from what I can tell. But like, yeah, definitely mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. Holy smokes, folks! Yeah, if you're yeah, not doing a, it, you should be. That's a good take. That's a real good take. Uh, so yeah, mac and cheese. Ideally, uh, you know, the kind that's got like a nice baked on kind of crust on the top with like some crumblies, mm-hmm. like breadcrumbs, or you mm-hmm, know that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. really, any sort of mac and cheese, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong. But, like, we could call it fancy mac and cheese. Yeah. Okay. Basically, okay. you can just write good in front of all of our items. Sure, good sure. Turkey, now, good mashed potatoes, good gravy. Here, here's what I've kind of been keeping in my back pocket for the final one. Because there's a lot of things that, you know, I could go, like, another form of vegetable. No, uh, do I have that. dessert. Uh, I could go whipped cream. But really, that just benefits the pie. Right, I'll tell you what my sleeper. You can eat whipped cream solo. You can. You absolutely can. You could if you get it in a can. You could just spray it in your mouth. Uh, but for my final one, I'm going to go with a ham ball. Can you explain to me what a ham ball is? You know what a meatball is? Yep. It's that, but made of ham. Wow. So you could still have your like, you know, baked ham. Your nice big like cut of ham then you can have ham balls that's like the most midwestern food ever yeah dude yeah <laughs> and the best part is uh so my aunt on my mom's side uh makes some really delicious ham balls my mother-in-law also makes really delicious ham balls they're like two totally different recipes like one's got a little more of a sauce to it um the other one is just kind of like uh it's like a uh i should say one's more of kind of like a glaze on it uh or like a thicker sauce the other one's just like a light sauce that's on it very light and they're both delicious but i will take either one of those because they pair excellent with the rest of it okay that's uh that's cool i mean that wasn't even on the board for me so i like that yeah. Um, That's why I figured I'd save it till the end, and if something else came to mind, I'd be like, ooh, I'll take that, but i got to go handball. Hmm. I've never had a handball. I guess I'll have to try one sometime. I'll tell you what. I'll get you some handballs. You get me uh, a pie, I guess. I can do pies. Or a slice of pie. Yeah. I don't know like how many handballs equate to a slice of pie. Well... You know, if it's a slice of mom's pie, it's probably going to be about 20 to 70 handballs because it's really good pie. <laughs> um, I I'll put keep a that broad in range in there. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead. I'm going to take whipped cream. Um, I want to be clear on this, though. This is uh, – it could be Cabot whipped cream. That stuff is good out of the can. But really, I'd like homemade whipped cream, you know, where you okay. put it in the in the uh, whatchamacallit and you actually make it. You add your own sugar to taste, like – that's the juice. Do you put this on the apple pie? Yeah. Okay. Or on pumpkin pie, or just get a couple of slices of pie and then put some whipped cream around it. Um, 
Yeah, just kind of feel it out. I just maybe you want some whipped cream on that bite. Maybe don't. Cream is my thing. Like, yeah, no, it I definitely eat, should be there. You know, I, like when I eat pie for breakfast, I don't necessarily put whipped cream on it. But if I'm going to have pie as a specifically fancy aspect to dinner, then I want whipped cream with it. Yeah, that makes makes a hundred percent sense to me. Um, but man, I'm starving now. Now let me ask you this, because. Are you going home for Thanksgiving? I'm not, actually. Uh, so what are you going to do? It's a good question. Uh, are I'm you defi- on your own? I'm definitely going to go fishing. Well, um, naturally. I probably, so I've been looking up, I think I'm going to make uh, green curry. Uh, I've never had green curry before, and I don't exactly know what it tastes like, but I found a recipe that looks pretty good, and uh, I ordered some, you need a... You need, like, green curry paste to make it. You can make it yourself, but I guess it's actually better to use the paste. And you can't really get the paste around here. But anyway, I'm, I am ordered some paste. I'm going to probably make that. And also, I've got a frozen pie of mom's in the fridge, and I'll probably put that in the fridge. And that'll oh, be... sure, sure. You know, so I'll make myself a nice curry, and, you know, that'll be my uh, jam. Oh, so you're not even going to go all out on any of the things we just talked about. You're not going to, like, whip up some mac and cheese or, like, uh, I'm, or there's put that, a ham in the oven? Uh, no, but there's a pretty good chance I'll do some scalloped potatoes because, like, I got that really on lockdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that. Like, that's something – and the nice thing about – I mean, all those things you can eat over a number of days. Uh, yeah. And uh, scalloped potatoes are good. They're good, you know, at all points in time. So I'll probably – I'll probably make some of those, but I might make them, like, tomorrow night or Wednesday and just kind of, you know, eat them for a while. Sure, sure. This is a much more fishing and not driving all the way back to Vermont-focused Thanksgiving than usual for me. Well, uh, Um, at least you're starting to catch some fish if we're looking for a segue. I want to be clear, though. I don't want people to be sad for me. People are, like, there's this assumption that, like, Jody is going to be super bummed out. And it's like, that's not true. <laughs> I'm going to be fishing. It'll be fine. Yeah. You're you're still in your happy place. Yeah. You'll admittedly, get to hang out with the family though, over Christmas for a, for a exactly, while. Exactly, which I will do. Um, admittedly, though, I usually about now I'm thinking about driving up and putting in a day, or, a day on Erie or something like that and then easing on over toward Vermont. And then when I get there, I'm going to catch a bunch of smallmouths, too. Uh, so I am kind of missing the smallmouths, but that's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, such is life. Uh, but yeah, speaking of that segue, I did indeed go fishing over the weekend. Uh, fish Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Friday was pretty good. And Saturday was terrible. Uh, and Sunday was pretty good. Um, I didn't go to Dale hollow though. Like I said, I was gonna, yeah. What the heck? Well, I looked at the weather, and it was going to be too nice. It was oh. going to be, like, pretty warm and sunny, and there's going to be no wind. And if I'm going to go to Dale Hollow, I at least want wind. And I would yeah. like it to be yeah. nasty. So I was like, you know what? I, you know, I'd, I'd kind of done a little more research and heard, like, you know, it's not really cold enough yet. It's not. I, I figured that if I was going to drive that, you know, out that way, I wanted to drive and for it to be real juicy. So mm-hmm. I'm putting it off. Um, gotcha. So I just stuck around here. And I fished. The water in Kentucky Lake is like 
50 to 53. My Garmin insists on reading that it's 49, which is terrifying. But <laughs> um, Garmin's read so cold compared to other graphs. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyhow, it was, uh, I think it's an umbrella rig year for me. Because uh, last year, like, was the jerkbait was big time. That was my yep. that was my wintertime deal. I mean, I caught all of my, I'd say every, all but one of the fish over five pounds last winter that I caught was on a jerkbait. And this year, the water's a lot dirtier. Right now, it's actually, it's coming up, actually. I think it's going to start coming down, like, if not today, then tomorrow or the next day. Um, but there's a ton of current pulling a lot of water. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, I have... I'm not 100% used to fishing these conditions, uh, but I've been catching a lot of... When I'm not catching bass, I'm at least catching a lot of stripers. Uh, I haven't caught any real big ones this year, but a lot of, like, let's say, like, 12 to 18-inch stripers, which they hit pretty hard. They fight pretty decent. Like, they're pretty fun to catch. Um, Do you ever eat them? I don't. Uh, I'm not a big into cleaning fish. Yeah. I just, I'm with you. It's not it's not my deal, uh, but I under I know they're very tasty. Uh, I tried eating a hybrid last year because uh, I caught a big one, you know, like a nine pounder. Because I get big. Uh, oh yeah. And I tried eating one of them last year, and I cooked it like three different ways, and all the ways I cooked it, I was like, Jody, either you're bad at cooking, which that could have been it, or maybe this is just not the fish for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, I might still try a striper at some point in time. You know, if I catch one next time I go out or whatever, it wouldn't be too bad to catch a, to uh, give it a shot. But sure, I just don't think that it's not like on my to-do list of, man, Jody, you got to be catching, uh, you got to be catching neat and stripers. If I had a smoking situation, I would definitely be investigating that. Oh. I had some smoked striper once that was to die for. Uh, and granted, it was caught in salt water, but I think that probably if you had freshwater striper and you smoked it, that could be really glorious. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you get a uh, smoker? Well, I you just... can smoke on a. Do you have like a charcoal Weber? You can do it on there. Uh, well, I do. It's pretty small. I mean, it's like the size of my computer. Mm. You know, it's like a little guy. Little. Well, you could still probably do it. Uh, you might just need to like pay more attention to it. Hmm. I guess uh, it's not something I've investigated really thoroughly, but maybe I should, especially if I can continue to catch these because I think they'd be really tasty. Uh, oh yeah! Look, but. I just did a quick Google. You can get some uh, like charcoal uh, actual smokers. Uh, here's a little compact one, uh, fifty nine seventy three from Home Depot. Hmm. Dynaglow. Now, you could also go the route uh, for <clears throat> our anniversary, like a month ago. Emily got me a one of those like pellet grills, you know, like the electric ones that take the little wood pellets and like you can do all kinds of cool crap on it. Yeah, yeah, those are very intriguing to me. Yeah, it's a it's a fairly small size one, but I just kind of wanted to like dip my toes in. I didn't want to get one of the big like Texas size Traegers uh, to like you know 
not end up cooking meat on it because I didn't like it. But I'm super stoked because you can smoke on it and it maintains the temp real easily. So all you got to do is like pretty much just click it to smoke and then put whatever you're putting on there and come back in the amount of time until it's done. You know, five, six, seven hours, whatever you're doing, four hours. And uh, Can you have I haven't it go played around like with it yet. Eight or nine hours because then you could like, you know, set it and let it roll and then go fishing and then come back oh for sure yeah uh, like as long as pot. as long as it keeps pellets in it the thing will keep going hmm. well i'm intrigued uh i still think it's one of those things that i likely won't actually pull the trigger on because i tend to be much more prone to actually pulling the trigger on fishing tackle based things as opposed to cooking utensils true but then your grocery bill could go down if you're eating fish that you're catching when you're on the lake i have thought about that before that if i really wanted to like go hardcore i mean there's a limit on you know how many fish you can keep for a reason right like yep if you want to keep fish it's not a bad thing to keep fish and i have definitely been like you know what if i wanted to eat just bass all the time i could do that and i wouldn't be doing anything worse to the population than the carp are mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh and then I would have a lot of food. Um, I feel like that would also be some really bad mojo if you started eating bass. But you could catch stripers or crappies. The last time I ate bass was the night before I qualified for the regional championship on in uh, college. Because a uh, buddy of mine had was fishing the... This was on Champlain back in the day. And buddy was fishing in the Everstart then. And he'd run out of gas on the way back, and then all his bass and his live well died. I don't exactly understand it, but it was a whole disaster. Mm-hmm. He was running a tie. So anyway, we ate his bass for dinner. And uh, ah. then next day, Carson and I went out and finished fourth, I think, and qualified for the regional. And then from so that regional, we qualified for the national championship. So it might be good luck. Hmm. I'm not guaranteeing it, but... <laughs> well, Mark Rose also kept a bunch of striper or a bunch of spotted bass one time on Lewis Smith and then, like, didn't catch a limit the next day or on day rough. two. Like, he... It, now, maybe he did well on day one and then day two he went to try to... He was doing poor and needed to catch some fish and then he was trying to just catch some spotted bass, but he ate them all. So then, <laughs> then he didn't and then it, it wound up bad for him. I know out on Shasta, guys keep spotted bass all the time. Apparently, the small spotted bass out there are really good fish taco fodder. Oh. And, uh... Maybe that's what you... Do you catch many little spotted bass on Kentucky Lake? Almost never. The only place I catch spotted bass on Kentucky Lake is down below uh, New Johnsonville, where it's not really Kentucky Lake anymore. It's more the Tennessee River. Yeah. There used to be a lot of spotted bass on the north end of Kentucky Lake. Like, they would feature in tournament results sometimes, and, like, it was kind of a thing. Like, you could go and catch keeper spots. Mm -hmm. And I just, either I have just never encountered that, or I, or it's not a thing anymore. Because I can't even remember the last time I caught a spotted bass, you know, on the north end of Kentucky Lake. I don't know if I ever have. Interesting. What about uh, Sauger? I know, like, on Pickwick, that's a big deal. Like, uh, a lot of those guys that live around there get super pumped to go catch Saugers in the wintertime. 
and you know have big fish fries and stuff. Do you ever catch any saugers? Um, I caught one once by accident. Hmm. Maybe you should try harder. Then those are also really good to eat. Yeah, I could try. I'm just not a big fish eater. I mean, I like eating fish, but I don't like cleaning them, man. Yeah. If I what you should a, do. If I had a buddy who really was like, "Hey, Jody, I will clean and cook all these fish for you," that would be great. But you should tell Bill Taylor you'll give him a cut of the fish. Like he can keep X amount that you bring to him if he cleans them for you, or Ron Lappin, because <laughs> yeah. those guys both pretty proficient at it. Oh yeah, they're then fish cleaning they. And they love fish. Like, not that they'd ever ever be hurting for the need of fish, but if you're like, hey, if I bring you three saugers and you keep, you know, one of them and you clean them, that's our deal. I or should bring ask you... Ron about that, though, because he, he fries a lot. He, he uh, distributes a lot of fish for charitable causes. Uh, and honestly, like, if he wants those stripers, I should give them to him because I've been catching enough of them. You actually Although, should. There might be limits on stripers, which I have not looked up. <laughs> now, to be fair, I haven't been keeping any yet, but that could be a concern. Maybe well, maybe like, you ask him. Yeah, Jody, they got to be 30 inches. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess he would know, too, if he was like, oh, yeah, keep them, but they got to be over whatever size. I can look it up online. I mean, the you know results are pretty – or the uh, rules are pretty easy to find. Sure, sure, sure. Um Okay, so we talked about this at the beginning of the show, uh, before we actually dove into the show, and I was going to tell you about where I caught my two big ones yesterday. Cause, oh, yeah. So You did. Before we started recording, yeah. you brought this up. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Two years ago, I was, I was fishing some December day. It was beautiful, whatever. Caught a couple of fish on uh, this break line, dropped a waypoint. Went back maybe one other time, didn't catch any fish. Went back there like a couple of times last year, never caught any fish. Well, I go back there this year, roll up, make like five casts, working up to my waypoint, get basically right to where the waypoint is, boom, catch a four-pound smallmouth, boom, catch a 513 largemouth, and then I caught like a keeper smallmouth and a striper. Basically making the same cast. Dang. Then I continue along this break line for a while, catch no more fish. I go back I go back over to it, idle around. I cannot for the life of me tell you what's there or why there would be <laughs> fish there. But now two times I've gone there and caught big fish. And like it can't be that much of a coincidence. there's gotta be something there, right? It can't be a total coincidence, right? Or do you think it's a total coincidence? I don't know, man. It it's weird that you didn't catch anything last year when you were there. Yeah. Or yeah, last year you were uh, but at the same time, like, how are you going to make the same cast on the same spot that you had caught a big one off and then catch another big one or big ones? Here's an interesting thing. The first year I fished it, and it's crazy that I remember this, but I do. I was fishing it from the area from south to north. Like, I was working down current, so with the current, so to speak. Not yep. that there was a tremendous amount of current that day. It was like... Almost, it was pretty slick, calm. There was very little wind, not a ton of current. Easy fishing. Yesterday, there were like four footers from the north. Well, they weren't actually, I mean, there were four footers because of the current. Because the current was coming from the south, you know? But mm -hmm. anyway, I was fishing uh, south, I was fishing north to south because 
that was the direction the wind. the wind was blowing, you know? Yeah. So, like, I have now twice been successful there on two different approaches. Like, I guarantee you my casts weren't at the same angle. I also know the water level was different than yep. this time as it was the time before. But, for some reason, it seems like it's a good spot. Maybe it's like a uh, uh, light current situation. Like, with wind blowing like that and as much current as there is, if it's kind of like stalling it out a little bit. Maybe. Maybe they get up there in, like, low current situations. That could be. It's it's in just it's just enough in a bay that it's not, like, getting hammered by the current, but it's also not, like, totally out of the current. The, to me, that's a lot of what the best of what my best spots are in the wintertime. It's some of it is high current stuff, but some of it's like just those areas where, yeah, there's current. It's not so hidden, but it's like a little bit easier where I feel like they can be a little more chill if they want to. If they want to be. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It was just weird to me that I go. You know, two years ago I catch him there. Then I'm running down the lake, kind of trying to get out of the waves a little bit. I'm like, I should hit that again, you know? I'm giving give it another try. And I roll in, boom, bang, bing, bang, boom. And when after last year, I, like, actually put effort into trying to catch fish there and <laughs> never did. <laughs> so Maybe maybe it's definitely not trying and uh, just keep stopping. And if they're there, they're there. If they're not, you just keep on moving. Well, it's... En route on my milk run, so it's an easy stop to make. <laughs> so I will continue to stop. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. How has the duck situation been going for you? Because I know that you have spent, I would say, a fair amount of time not in the office in pursuit of ducks. Yeah, most of it's been scouting, and it's been terrible. Uh, there's really not a whole lot around me. Uh, I spent, like, a day last week putting the boat in on the river, running around trying to find birds. That was pretty much fruitless. The other day I spent driving around looking for birds. Uh, that also pretty fruitless. Um, and our season's coming to a close, so I would expect, like, well, this week, obviously, Thanksgiving, uh, I'll be down in Iowa. Might do some duck hunting down there. Probably definitely do some pheasant hunting with pops. Uh, and then next week is kind of like our last week in the Minnesota duck season. Um, so I'd imagine I'll probably be in like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday then. And then I got to give those last couple of days one final hurrah. So it, uh, it hasn't been good. A lot of our ducks are south. I should probably just like live in Iowa at this point, uh, for the remainder of the year to shoot ducks. But, uh, I don't know. We'll keep, we'll keep giving her. Hmm. I, I got buddies that are like ice fishing right now and I am. Yeah, don't Definitely do that. Not about that. No, yeah, hard pass. Yeah, I saw four ducks on Friday on Kentucky Lake. In case you want to come shoot them, that's a good scouting report. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I sent Kurt a pin of where they were at because he was curious. <laughs> he wanted me to look for ducks. I don't know if he's going to shoot them at all or what ain't, or what all, but he knows where they are. I can send you that same pin if you want to know where they are too. No, no, that's cool. That's okay. cool. I'll let I'll let you hold on to that juice. I thought I saw some other ducks one day, but it turned out to not be ducks. Mm, that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it definitely happens. When you put a when you put a boat in the river and like I'm and look for ducks, what boat are you putting in, and where are you looking? Like, what's the deal here? Are you just well, looking for places too where much ducks? Well, no, that's fair actually. 
I don't uh, want like well, locations. A lot of our, it's like what a lot of our of stuff is frozen up. So I've been running the Minnesota River because it's like the only thing that's still open. Uh, but the Minnesota River is a pretty uh, not big like size wise, but lengthwise there is a lot of miles of Minnesota River, and uh, my buddy's got a, a, a eighteen foot John boat that I uh, I stole. Commandeer. Yeah, pretty much, uh, and ripped around in that, um, and that's yeah. You pretty much like I was hoping to find them like either. Because they keep backwaters open, and there's a lot of backwaters along the Minnesota River that have, like, springs in them. Mm. So they stay open. But it's really hard to find them uh, unless you see something, like, you know, trying to land in them. So you're either looking for, like, stuff flying over the river where you can get underneath where they're flying and run some traffic. Or uh, there's a lot of sandbars, you know. So I'm hoping, like, maybe they're hanging out on a sandbar, sleeping, snoozing, waiting to go feed, and that's kind of where they're hanging out. Uh didn't really see much of that. There are a lot of geese around. You know, I mentioned ducks. There's a ton of geese around. I do love shooting honkers, but with not many days left in the duck season, I would like to try to shoot some ducks. Have you shot any ducks yet? Yeah. Yeah, this season's actually been not terrible. Uh, but in the recent... The problem is lack of scouting. Like, really, I should just not be in the office. I should be scouting every day and writing stuff from home. Uh, but I don't. Uh, well, Kyle, I don't know if you noticed, but we're doing this on Monday. And... I'm assuming you're in the office right now. You should probably I, I you should probably as soon as we're done with this, which would be in like five minutes, leave and not come <laughs> back to the office. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's the problem. I, I 100% would, uh, but I'm not going to be hunting for a while. And I don't know how many of my buddies are, or at least until like the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So whatever I find out now probably won't be the deal next week. So I'll just get hard on scouting next week and. Uh, We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll just make Austin Felix take me pheasant hunting because he shoots pheasants, and pheasants are delicious. I actually tried going pheasant hunting on Sunday. Hey, the dog uh, he hunts with looks like a really nice dog. You should meet him or her. Yeah, I don't, know who, I don't know who that is. Maybe I'll do an Instagram takeover with him. Yeah, uh, definitely. We'll do an FLW Instagram takeover. I actually think that would be a good thing. People would enjoy that. Um, and uh, also, like, I would enjoy meeting the dog. Oh yeah, we could. We'd have his dog. I'd probably bring old Sue's. Uh, she's a pretty good pheasant dog. I actually, so on Sunday, I was like, man, I'm so over trying to find ducks, and this is stupid. It's like I'm gonna go pheasant hunting because pheasants are delicious, and I just want to get out and walk around. I want the dog to get out and walk around. So I went to one spot, some public land, <clears throat> moved a few birds. I missed one. Uh, that just happens, I guess. But then I, I go to this other spot, and there were all kinds of guys hunting, like people everywhere. So I roll up to this spot, and it was like, I, to me, it kind of was like uh, dude's ledge fishing. Like I finally found a ledge that I know is pretty good, but no one was on it. So I pull in there, and I'm like, heck, yeah, I'm going to shoot some pheasants here. So I'm walking around, and it's like a cattail slough kind of thing. And I'm walking through the cattails, and there's some fresh snow, and there's pheasant tracks like all through it. I'm like, oh, baby, any minute now. Sue's is getting a little birdie. And then uh, I fell through the ice, like, up to my waist. Oh, no. Uh, which was really cold. Uh, and then I was also, like, 70 yards from dry land. So then I had to break ice. I tried. You'd think that the ice I was walking on to get to there would be safe. But then once I tried climbing up on it, uh, I guess my fat butt kept just busting through. So I basically just broke ice back to shore. And then had, like, kind of a long walk back to the car 
and then uh, I call it quits for the day because, well, I was a little cold. <laughs> that sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Wait, so were you like, like wearing waders? No, man. Oh man, you're had... just like in your pants getting cold. Yeah, just like this? boots and and like you know some work pants. Uh, just yep, right up to my waist. I was like, good. No, that's what I wanted. That's what we were going for today. Hey, was Sue's okay? Oh yeah, she was. She weighs like forty-seven pounds, so she's like frolicking around on the ice. She's got like, four think, legs. She thinks we're playing because I'm like splashing in the water. I'm like, get out of my face, dog! You know, not if you me. had an extra leg to distribute the weight, you'd be better off. Really, I need to start hunting on like snowshoes, not because there's so much snow, but to help distribute weight. Or I could also lose some weight. That might help too, but that sounds harder than getting snowshoes. So. Kyle, based on the th- team that you drafted for Thanksgiving, I don't know that you're losing weight. I'm just saying. Oh, I didn't know this was a diet thing. I thought this was just most tasty. Uh, no, it's definitely not. I mean, I took <laughs> pie with my third pick, and then I also yeah. took whipped cream. <laughs> so. Yeah, we also learned you have the metabolism of uh, like a 12-year-old. I mean. Like you're just burning it. That's what I'm trying for. Uh, shall we call it a day? <laughs> I think so. I think this is it was a good one. I was a little hesitant or apprehensive about it at first, but I think that I think we, we I think we hit our stride. Yeah, definitely. Um there's all sorts of places you can follow FLW and uh Kyle and I. Uh Kyle is at Kyle Lumber on Instagram. I'm at Jody Blanco. And uh also FLW is a lot of places. FLW fishing is the place to be on uh the internet. Um yep. on Instagram, YouTube facebook twitter flw official on snapchat and kyle we have another thing too right absolutely uh in case you skipped over this part earlier on the podcast if you have any questions comments concerns in all seriousness if there's something you guys want to hear us talk about if you want to hear us talk about uh top waters for 50 minutes let us know well, we could probably get a guest that could accommodate that as well um maybe you want to tell us about what's on your thanksgiving dream team plate uh, hit us up, podcast at flwfishing.com. We love hearing from you. For sure. One subject that I want to dive into, because uh, it's a good time to do it, is Lawrence uh, put out their new uh, their new units this year, the HDS yeah. Live. And I really want, I think that I'm going to get a chance this weekend to see uh, a unit with one of their transducers their new transducers in action but i think it's a carbon unit with one of the new transducers i want to oh. also hear from some experts on the actual units themselves and like dive a little more into that hey maybe we could get like uh cheryl on from their uh, she does like their their tournament support and stuff that would be good or we could probably find someone from lawrence because i'm kind of with you i'd be curious about what that deal is yeah, because I, I just, that deal? I, you know, there's all sorts of, I feel like there are pro, pros find new ways to get the most out of their units all the time, but a lot of, a lot of the, the way a lot of people, a lot of guys do that is they ask the right people or they yep. experiment. And when you're a average Joe, you can't really go out experimenting with electronics that much because it's the cost of entry is so high. You kind of typically you buy what you buy, and it better work. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. Because it's not like, well, you know, I didn't like that transducer, so I'm going to take three hours and spend five hundred dollars and put a different transducer on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, 
I think that's something that we could get into and it would help people and uh, also be interesting for me. I'm all about um, it. But anyhow, I guess that'll uh, that'll wrap it up. Uh, Kyle, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, thank you for talking with me. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Have fun fishing. Uh, to everyone listening, we appreciate it. I uh, hope everyone enjoys Thanksgiving. Have fun with family, watching football, catching fish, shooting deer, whatever you're doing. Uh, and I guess we'll be back next week. See you.